Hey everyone, I'm Zach. And I'm Tim. And this is Mental Break, where two average guys get together to talk about how we take time to rest, recharge, and give ourselves a break so we can face the next day. It's been a rough few years, and we want you to know, wherever you are and whoever you are, that you, yes you, are worthy of love and care. This is our personal journey in self-care. Please, be aware we aren't mental health professionals and will never claim to have all the answers. Our goal is to share our experience and help you find your mental break. If you are currently experiencing a mental health crisis, we encourage you to reach out to a crisis line. In the U.S. and Canada, you can text HOME to 741741 or call 1-800-662-HELP. Lastly, we'd love to hear from you. How do you unwind from the stress of the day? Call us day or night, 24-7 at 213-375-4795 and leave us a message. Now, sit back, get comfy, and let's take a mental break. Hey, and thanks for tuning in to episode two of Mental Break. I'm one half your host, Zach. I'm the other half, Tim, and we're here to talk about mental breaks, how to pause your day in the middle of stress, recharge, um, normalize self-care, and just um, ways we've tried and to hopefully hear from you for ways you've tried to just get yourself that mental break. Right on. Um, so last week we were talking about coffee, or not last week, last episode we were talking about coffee. Last weeks ago. Last weeks ago. Um, and we did get one listener feedback. Uh, it comes from uh, the Cast Junkie Discord health and wellness uh, channel. Uh, username Stefan said, I listened to episode 01, and while I tur- uh, tuned out some of it, I find it hard to read and listen to podcasts and take them both at the same time. Sounds like we espouse the same opinions upon coffee, which is excellent. Um, he went on to further say, uh, oh, I asked him if he had coffee this morning for breakfast. And he said, nope, I had coffee before I got around to listening. I can only drink one, maybe two cups in the morning. Otherwise, I can't sleep at night. Yeah, me too. So, Well, we both have coffee in hand, and we are ready to talk about today's topic. Exactly. Which is? Which is home gyms. But... We have to do our recharge highlights first. That is true. So uh, it's been a while since we've recorded. We've done a lot of stuff. Um, and I got COVID. Yeah, uh, you sure between. did. So, and hear me out on this. It was kind of cool having COVID. You have sort of a unique situation as far as your your situation. Yeah, like I, I still I'll, get I'll, paid. I'll, I'll leave it up to you as far. I meant like. <clears throat> oh, for this? Yeah. Um, I'll leave it up to you to just how what level detail you want to go to, but I think you had kind of an ideal situation to yeah. Cope so with we COVID. bought a big property, which I'm sure we'll talk about more in different episodes of this. Um, but it had a barn, 800 square foot barn. There was a piece of crap, and it was falling down. And yeah, I think this will kind of come into today's topic too. This yeah, a little bit. Um, and we basically rebuilt it from the ground up and heated and cooled and insulated it and put lighting and I mean that that's where we're recording from. Um, it's basically a livable like office space now. I could um, call it a studio. It's a one room. Yeah, so. it's, yeah, it's a studio of like apartment without a bathroom yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was fortunate enough to not have really bad COVID symptoms. I had a headache. I had a very sore throat, um, body aches. But I'm not sure if that was from sleeping on an air mattress out here or if it's part of COVID. Um, I guess I had a fever for a little bit. 
and some just like other little things, but nothing that like would have normally stopped me had I known it, you know, if it wasn't COVID, I probably would have been doing stuff still. So how did the, the experience translate to a mental break for you? Well, I got to do a lot of video games. Mm-hmm. And so my family all tested negative. So I moved out here for 10 days or eight days or whatever quarantine period was. Um, and I got back on the World of Warcraft. I played countless hours of that. I day and night was on my computer, which I hooked up to the TV screen. Nice. Um, played a lot of NBA 2K21, I think it was. Um, and just basically vegged out on video games I hadn't been doing for quite some time. Um, I also did some other little mental break things I like to do. Like I finished up some of the trimmer on the windows. I put blinds up uh, out here so to make it feel more like a livable space. Um, And I did some uh, woodworking around this entryway that's off to my right, um, which we can take photos of and I'm sure they'll see eventually at some point. We should do a window at least. Yeah, we'll do a window. Um, And yeah, it was a lot of fun. So I. So do we officially endorse getting COVID as a mental break for the show? For me, <laughs> I think in general we wouldn't. But yeah, in general, it's, it's good how you leverage the situation to give yourself a mental yeah, break. Yeah, it gave me a chance to take a break because I always I, be I, looking I, for a way to leverage your situation for yeah. a mental break. How about that? I was fatigued, so it was like I couldn't go and do stuff outside because mm-hmm. when I tried to, I would get very tired quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but. It worked out well. Yeah, I was able to turn a negative into a positive and, yep, and get it. a mental break out of it. So good, that was Good cool. life skill right there. Um, I also went out and had some drinks with friends after, or no, that was before COVID. Before COVID, I went out and did this. Um, and then since COVID, I've also played some video games. Um, I was always like a wrestling fan, especially like, of wrestling games back in the 90s, like uh, WWF, No Mercy, things like that. And I've always, like, liked their video games. I may may not watch the show anymore because, I don't know, it just doesn't pique my interest anymore. But the games are always, like, oh, I wonder, like, if they're actually going to give you, like, cool storylines. Like, there's a lot of opportunity because it's basically a soap opera playing out on TV. Mm. And so there's a lot of ways that they can build really cool storylines. And I've been very disappointed um, up to recent. So this new one, they uh, took a year off. They were about ready to release twenty or WWE 2K21, and they canned the entire project. Mm. And uh, this was like right before COVID when they canned it. So it wasn't COVID-related shutdowns or whatever. Um, <clears throat> and they took a year to revamp everything, came back with – 2k22 and so i've seen a lot of people like buzzing about like it's actually like a really good entry into it and they've done a lot of like life of like quality of life upgrades and stuff so i got that also and i've been dabbling in it here and there and it seems good i'm not too thrilled overall on some of this stuff it's very monotonous like it's a lot of social media Mm. that you have to do to get matches um not exactly what I was looking for, but it, it seems to have the bones there to be good the further I get into it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's what I've been up to to recharge. What about you? Sounds good. Um, I've been playing games, too, as usual. Okay. Um, right now, I'm mostly focused on Horizon 
Forbidden West. So chasing mechanical dinosaurs in the wilderness. Um, it's a lot like the first game. There, so you're talking about like potential of new features. I feel like there was um, things that they wanted to set up that maybe they didn't have time or money to. You get you meet a lot of um, companions, and there's like a I'm trying to avoid spoilers, but there's like a hub area that you all sort of gather in. It reminds me kind of of the Normandy um, in Mass Effect. Okay. Where you'll have all your crew members. It's like a hub center almost. You can go talk to them and stuff. And occasionally... Kind of like the Campfire in Dragon Age? Kind of like Campfire in Dragon Age. Uh, More recently, Guardians of the Galaxy did this really well with their ship. Okay. And actually, just having played Guardians of the Galaxy recently, it really struck me how they did it so much better. Who? Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Really? The conversations flow more naturally. Mm. Um, The conversations when you go talk to your buddies are just too long, too drawn out. Um, there's a bunch of dialogue choices, and the voice acting is great, um, but um, the conversations don't feel real or dynamic. They, they're kind of like, they remind me of um, just older games mm. where you're just looking at one character too long. Um, I really like newer games that incorporate conversation while you're doing things. Yeah. Um, Last of Us has been really good at that. Just, just walk. like walking dialogue. Yeah, and that the thing that kills me is Horizon has that opportunity. It's yeah. a huge, vast land, and if these play, these characters were just going with you more often, mm-hmm. you could have these conversations without selecting a dialogue wheel. It'd be more natural. Yeah. And I feel like maybe that's something they wanted to do because all of these different characters have different strengths and focuses, and like they would be great um, second AI-controlled characters, yeah. or, or even... If like a second person was controlling him, maybe, although you have to worry about split screen. I feel like they were trying to develop AI characters that went with you more, and then maybe they just ran out of time for that. And or, they just kind of canned it? Yeah, it just feels like either that or they didn't see it, and it was just a huge missed opportunity. So that's kind of frustrating. That is frustrating. So, But I'm enjoying the game. Um, I, I'm kind of getting tired of the side missions. I just want to kind of power through and see the end. Um, the story is good, the underlying story. There's just a lot of exposition, and it's presented in a kind of boring way. Gotcha. So have you been focusing mainly as that as your primary game? Have you tried yeah, out Elden Ring yet? I, I know you got it. But. I got it because I had an opportunity to pick it up for 40 bucks. Okay. And everyone's talking about it. Um, I, I did play the tutorial that some people seem to miss, which is good because that teaches you combat. You really shouldn't skip you that. You can miss the tutorial? Yep. You literally turn a different direction. You'll just walk right past it. Huh. Which, for if you are someone who plays the Souls games, you probably should do that. It's more or less the same. Yeah. But if you're someone like me who's only barely touched it, I played a little bit of, I can't remember the name of the game right now. Dark Souls? Nope. The darky, vampire one. Oh, I don't remember. Anyway, um, I suck at them. So I I, I played the tutorial. I did fine at that. Um, And then I went out in the open world. And then there's this big night guy that just like kills you in one hit nice the game teaches you that you need to avoid conflict until you're ready for it the nice thing about Elden Rings compared to the other souls games it's open world you can just go somewhere else yeah you can escape and there's a lot to explore um I think I will come back to it I think the longer I come back to it the more I have like resources to draw from I will unashamedly look up like yeah hints and cheats for this like what do I want to do for my character build? Um, where can I get an item that will help me? 
a good summon to like I will look that stuff up. Yeah. Because I have limited playing time and it's great if you have the time to just explore, make a journal, like write everything down, mm-hmm. um, and just like get the full experience of the world. I will not have that kind of time. Yeah. So I'll come back to it. Cool. Um, it looks great, a very kind of gloomy sort of yeah, like this is a hell world kind of way. Yeah, yeah. But it does look good. Um I will say the one impression I had from the limited like hour playtime I had was that the player messages are just annoying. You can like leave little messages like, you know, look out, trap ahead or but people are just like spamming it with stupid stuff like, Oh, look at my giant butt hole. <laughs> <laughs> and so like I just kind of just started ignoring any messages. I would sometimes look at where the placement was. Yeah. Like, oh, that's like a blind corner, so maybe I should be careful there. But I didn't actually read it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. The other thing that's kind of funny is there's blood stains. That's cool. Which like I don't know if you other know. players have died there. Yeah. So if you touch it, you can see how they die. So you'll see like a rando like jumping off a cliff. That's oh, kind that's of, cool. That's kind of fun. Um, there's a lot. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to that, but um, I'm not sure. It might be several months, honestly. Yeah. Um, and if you get an Xbox, you can borrow my copy. Exactly. Um, the other thing I did was we had a major anniversary. Um, so I, I said last episode, I was going to the beach again and we did, um, kind of a mixed thing. So I came down with a cold and it was a cold. Um, I tested three times and, but the unfortunate thing was I gave the cold to my wife just before we left and she took it really hard, um, was coughing and that's not something you want to do in social situations. Not right now. So we had to cancel our big dinner plans, um, on our anniversary night. That sucked. Um, we ended up staying in our room a lot. The nice thing was we were at a pretty luxury inn. Yeah. So there was room service options. Um, they did a two happy hours, like where you just go and get as many free drinks as you want. That's cool. So I did that. Um, since we were close to the hotel, like we would have missed some of those. We were out like, you know, at the beach or whatever. So we did get advantage of that and they make their own, um, like Bailey's, which was delicious. Had chocolate hazelnut. Mm. It was creamy. Uh, That was really good. They did that at night, and then in the early evening one, they do wine and beer. Nice. Um, so a lot of free drinks. Was it like local beer? Yep. Or, nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oregon wines and local beers, nice. and they had like root beer too. Actually, really good root beer, but I mean, if was you get, it the Pelican Brewing root beer? No, I can't remember what it was, but it was not Pelican. Oh, okay. Because um, Pelican makes their own root beer also, and my yeah. wife says it's the best. Yeah. Can't beat craft brewed root beer. Yeah. It's delicious. Um, we did get a... One walk to the major landmark of the beach we were at. Oh, nice. And I posted it on my personal Instagram. I might post it on ours because I actually ended up with a great picture because we went. Um, we started the walk at twilight. And then by the time we were at the landmark, it was um, the moon was out. Nice. And backlit it. And so I ended up with a picture that. Yeah. Gorgeous al- picture. Almost looked like a actual photographer took it just because of lucky timing. Um, the other cool thing we did while we were there was. We checked out this, uh, we're going to have to talk about dive bars at some time oh, yeah. for mental breaks yeah, yeah. because I have a special place in my heart for dive bars. We found one that is a hardware store that serves drinks. That's weird. It was awesome. That's a really weird combo. They, they literally had machetes on the walls and power drills and you could order beer. Do you need to hide a body, but you want to drink first? So I'm was here. Pretty cool. Um, That's really weird. Like, I guess... They had, it's such selling, a small town mm-hmm. that, like, we just don't ever think of those two combos going together. But somebody's like, you know what? I want to own a bar, and I want to own a hardware store. Fuck it. They were selling together. hats that said screws and brews. That's cool. 
Was that the name of the store? No, I wish uh, it was. But that was a cool hat. We got that hat for Fred. That's cool. Um, so that part was cool. Um, we, we had a good time together. It was just unfortunate we couldn't do everything that we wanted, and my poor wife felt miserable. But she's getting better now. Um, yeah, that's the, the probably the two major things I've done. Nice. In the time since we've had our last episode. Sweet. Well, you ready to get into this week's topic? Yes, we should. All right. So home gyms. So a little bit of backstory on home gyms. Um, you and I have both been working out since pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, you a lot more than me, but I guess let's start with that. I was into commercial like workout facilities. Mm-hmm. So the Gold's Gyms, LA Fitnesses, 24-Hour Fitnesses, stuff like that. Um, and I didn't really have a direction. I would just go and be overloaded by the amount of machines, weights, treadmills, bikes, whatever. And I never went in with a game plan. So it was effective in keeping a minimal level of exercise, Mm -hmm. but never effective for me in obtaining any goals. So whereas you, on the other hand, come from a different background. My background was... um, for physical activity, about I don't know, twelve years ago, I started training to run, and I ran about four or five full marathons. I'm a big guy, so I my times were not great, but just the discipline of training towards running twenty six miles in one one go, one push, um, is a really good. Um, it's very time intensive though. Like when you're training for the marathon, about a week out, you want to run like eighty percent of that. Yeah. So you were, you're training for like four hours, three or four hours. Yeah. I was running in the middle of the night. Um, it was great. I'm glad I had the experience, but um, at my age, I got to think about my knees and my size. That's going to put a lot of pressure on them. So I, I kind of canceled that about seven years ago, I want to think. And yes, I did for a time join the cult of CrossFit. Um, but what I like about CrossFit, it's um, very focused on your time. And we're going to have to talk about this at some other episode about fitness plans. You kind of touched on it. Yeah. About being imposed with a wide array of machines and not knowing what to do. Yeah. Um, I think a key point of physical fitness is having some kind of plan. Yeah. But we'll go into that another time. But for me, what CrossFit was great is that you start with a stretch. You, um, a lot of stretching, a warm-up exercise is about 10, 15 minutes. You do like um, a cycle of different exercises interspersed at a high intensity and then sometimes you'll do like a slowed down weightlifting portion. Mm-hmm. And then there's a cool down stretch. Yeah. And all of that's done in about an hour, hour and 10 minutes. It's very um, good use of your time, maximal. Um, you get the most um, strength building and, well, maybe not the most. But for someone who's not an expert in physical fitness, it's one of the best uses of your time for mm-hmm. like a straight hour. So I really appreciated that. But then COVID hit. So that's yeah. where we both... Um, get a monkey wrench thrown into our normal fitness plans. Right. And so you kind of actually like fronted this. I had a home gym before I had a very crappy workout bench, Mm -hmm. a very crappy bar and uh, a couple weights. So my gym that I was affiliated with at the time, and I've gone through three gyms now um, was actually cool. And they were giving their equipment to people to borrow. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of first come first serve. People say I want a bike or I want a rower. I chose a bar, um, so I had a bar to put some weights on. Um, 
and that was great. But I came when COVID started. We were like, "Oh, it's going to be like eight weeks, and we go back to normal." Yeah, it became very clear that, that was not the case. Yeah. So I started trying to acquire equipment, but as you and I both learned very quickly, we were not alone, and no. there was huge supply shortages. Um, equipment became twice as expensive. Yep. And or if you could even get it at all. Yeah. So my first piece of equipment I bought was a kettlebell. And um, that was really good. I'm going to talk about that later. But what was your first major piece of equipment? My first major piece of equipment that I purchased for the home gym was uh, I got really lucky at Dick's Sporting Goods. And I picked up 300 pounds of Olympic weight with a barbell. Nice. um, At cost. So to keep in retrospect, that was uh, $199 for uh, the bar which is 45 and then 260 some pounds of weight. Mm. Um, keep in mind that was going on Facebook marketplace and Craigslist and offer up for 900 to a thousand dollars. Prices for plates were insane. Yeah. To the point where I had two barbells. Cause at that point I had a very tight fitting, uh, area mm-hmm. where the olympic bars wouldn't fit so i had to have a specialty bar made you had a corner of a garage exactly literally a corner so i couldn't use an official olympic barbell my barbell i ended up uh using and i still have to this day is a uh, 30 pound barbell um and it's only five and a half or six feet long instead of the normal eight um and i was able to sell both barbells and i think i had like before I got the 300 pounds, I had like 15 pounds or something like that of Olympic weight. I sold that for $125. So keep that in mind. I literally picked up $199 worth of weights and a barbell. I turned around and sold two barbells and 15 pounds of weight Mm -hmm. for almost all of the cost of the 300 pounds. I feel like this uh, shortage is kind of stabilized now. Um, where it comes into play is like pieces of equipment from suppliers still take a long time, but you mm-hmm. can get them eventually. Like you had to wait a long time to get your bench. Yeah. I had to wait months and I will talk about that. So what was your next piece of equipment that you ended up getting? Um, I, I did have that bar that I was borrowing from the gym, yeah. but I didn't know. I, I wanted to get my own bar. I put my name on a wait list and I got a blemished bar a really good price nice from rogue fitness and then locally i bought a somewhat over not terribly overpriced uh basically two dollars a pound for um i want to say 260 pounds was that from like kilo flex or whatever no the weights were from a local just a guy oh okay um they were decent bumper weights which means they're kind of rubber so you can drop them um and i got a full set 245s 235s 225s 215s and 210s. Nice. I want to say 550 or 600. Yeah. Um, which is more than you'd pay, but reasonable. Like yeah. you were saying, a set like that could easily go for 900, 1100. Yeah. So I, for the time, I was satisfied with yeah. a lot of money. But, yeah. Um, I built a little container for them out of wood. Yeah, you very, did a really good job with that. Very proud of that. Um, I think, actually, we need to take pictures of our gym setup. Yeah, we'll take photos of them. You just want to go briefly, like our main, the high points of our equipment or... I mean, we yeah, we can. So I've got the weight set that I just mentioned, the bar and the weights. I've got um, the same um, 
Rack system. Rack system you have from yep. a local company that's now out of business. Yep. They opened up just before the pandemic. Yeah. And they just closed. So yeah. they helped us out. I'm yeah. sorry they didn't. Yeah, it. it's a great rack system. It's basically based on Rogue's system. Yeah. But um, they just kind of reverse engineered it or something. Yeah. So it's a folding rack system, although we don't actually fold it. Yeah. You can like push it up against the wall for space. Um, I got a rep fitness bench, uh, just a straight bench. You have a different one. Um, my, I'll probably skip over the rest, but the other thing that I got that I really, um, made things good for me was, um, a rower Mm -hmm. and I got a slightly older model. Um, I do go on a wait list for that. They're like a thousand dollars. I found one for 700. That's an older model. Nice. And so far it's been working great. That's awesome. That's a key part for my gym. I use it to warm up. Sometimes I'll do a workout with just that for half an hour. Yeah. Rowing is great um, because you're using your legs, your arms, your chest, your gut. Yeah. Like your whole body almost. Yeah. So that's the key parts of my gym. Sweet. So I got the Olympic weights. Um, I also, uh, now with this new place, have uh, bought myself a Rogue bar. I wanted black and red, so there wasn't any blemished ones, so I paid full price for that. Um, I also have the rack system. I have a rep fitness bench, but mine is the zero gap. So it actually is an incline bench. Um, and with the incline, you can actually add a leg attachment to do sit-ups. So incline sit-ups if you want. So I also have that. Um, and that's basically mine. Mine's all based around Olympic weight. So Olympic dumbbells I can load. Um, I have a curl bar. I also still have the short bar. I have uh, bands to assist in pull-ups and things like that. Um, and, yeah, that's basically what my home gym sits at right now. So I'm looking at our outline. I, I realize we kind of skipped an important detail. Like, why is it important for a mental break to have, for us to have this gym? Okay. Yeah, um, that's a good point. So especially during COVID, like, it was frustrating. Like, you felt like you were trapped at home with nothing yeah. to do. And working out is a great way to release that anxiety and that tension. Mm-hmm. Go into your pain cave and just work it out. Yeah. Um, fitness aside, it's just um, almost a zen exercise to just pick up a weight and think in your mind the steps to lift it, the form, and to yeah. do it. It's it's honestly kind of a meditation. Yeah. I also really like the uh, what I call the level up factor is because you go – For me, I go weeks with the same weights, but then it's one day just randomly I'll walk in here and I'll be like, no, I bet you I can fucking do better than this. And I just try. I have 2.5, I have five pounds and I'll just keep tossing them on until I hit my new one rep and I'm like, all right, that's it. And then I reformulate my whole entire workout based off of that. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. And so I think the mental break for me is like, I like pushing myself and I like going, 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 and I like seeing progress. Mm -hmm. So working to that point where I can get to the next level up Mm -hmm. is kind of like, I don't know, it's gratifying for me to see that. It's very interesting listening to you and reflecting what I just said and just realizing that with two very different personality types, a home gym is very supportive of the type of mental break that we each need. Yeah. It's a... it's definitely, it's, it's like playing a, like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas where you just go to the gym and your guy be like, all right, I can do more weights now. And it's just like, just keep going. Just keep going. Um, there are downsides to having a home gym. There are. They're dangerous. They can be. 
I was thinking more the social aspect, especially oh. from coming from a CrossFit background. See, and I never had that in mind. So. Uh, for me, it's a huge downside because um, there are actually it's been a long period recently. I'll I'll be transparent where I've had a struggle with motivation to go regularly and work out. And when you have a membership to like a CrossFit situation, people will actually text you and bug you. That's the cult-like aspect. Yeah. Hey, Tim, haven't seen you at the gym recently. Um, but that's accountability too. And there's camaraderie. Yeah. So like you have a really hard workout, you're all dying on the floor together. That's cool. Yeah. But I'm not yet in a situation where I want to be huffing and puffing in an indoor space. Yeah. So, but that's the biggest drawback to me is um, workout buddies, not having them. I guess mine is the not having anybody here because you you can easily over push yourself yep. and yes. find yourself into a very scary situation. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully for our rack systems, there's a lot of safety nets as long as you use them properly, right? So that you can escape from any sort of situation. If you lift too heavy, if you squat too heavy, squats are easier. You can drop them off your back. You don't. I mean, my plates aren't bumper plates, so you don't want to ruin anything. But I have catch bars. And stuff like that. So if I, as long as I squat within that area and I can drop, it won't hit the ground. Um, so I guess that's kind of the drawback for me for a home gym is you need to know your limitations and you need to be honest with yourself that this is the most I can safely do. Mm-hmm. And there's no, all right, let's go one more. That you know, once you hit that, like, oh shit, this is heavy. That that's the stopping point. Yeah, proper form is key. Unfortunately. There are a lot of free resources like YouTube videos where you can say, okay, I'm doing this movement. What's the proper way to do this movement? Right. And you can even film yourself yeah. um, with the camera, just flip it around and then watch and compare it to the video. Just watch like, oh, no, my my back is bowed here or yeah. I need to not roll my shoulders like this or, oh, my feet are coming up on the squat. You can actually be your own coach to some extent. But on the flip side, there is really no substitution for a good coach just watching you. Exactly. Um, so we talked about the downsides, Mm -hmm. the plus sides of having one. We kind of hit on that. Like you can go work out whenever you want. It doesn't matter. Like if your gym's not open, you're, you're burnt. Yeah. Mine's in my garage. Um, that I guess there's environmental factors too. Um, in the winter got really cold, which I don't mind as much. Yeah. What's more troubling for me was when it's like a hundred degrees out. Yeah. I have trouble working out in my garage. And that was a huge issue. Uh, but you have temperature control here, so that's good. We do. So we'll see how that works. We have never had to use it before. I mean, except for the heating. The heating's fine. Um, I wanted to throw in a question here. Uh, we talked about individual pieces of, of our of our um, gyms. And my question, like thought exercise, if you will, if we had to go back to having nothing, um, but we could have just one piece, like kind of like a desert island situation, you can bring one one piece of equipment to your desert island. What would it be? Can it be all the Olympic weights, or is it just like one plate? I guess no. I guess that would be fine. So, so like your bar and the plates. Yeah, the bar and the plates. If I could take both, if not, I would just take just the plates, because with just the plates, I can still do multiple. I can still do squats with plates. Mm-hmm. You can still do curls with plates. You can still do. Bench press with plates. Just put one in each palm of your hand and just go straight up and down like you would a dumbbell. Um, so I would have to say plates for me personally just because those are the type of exercises I'm excited about. They're not really kettlebells, but I don't have kettlebells. so That's my answer is kettlebells. Yeah. I was actually the first piece of equipment I bought for myself. 
um, just because it was what I read online. And I, yeah, that's what I got. I got a 35 and a 53 pound kettlebell. And there is a ton of exercises you can do those. You can yeah. do, um, you can do squats. You can do um, presses. You can swing them around different ways. You can do halos, um, which are just putting around your head, but that does a lot of um, muscle stabilization, your shoulder joint. Mm. Um, there is literally hundreds of things you can yeah. do with just one piece of equipment. Yeah. So that would be my choice. Yeah. I would say if I had to choose one, it would just be my Olympic weight plates. The only difference with the, those are, that's a good thought process you have there. The thing with the kettlebell is the weight is you have a handle yeah. and the weight's offset. So that engages more little muscles. Yeah. Um, it's really good that way. So I think we should probably take a break and come back and, um, yeah. So before we hit the break, okay, we're always going to hit ads. We're going to do some sort of advertisement or a break or something in our episodes. So this week's break or this month's break is brought to us by Dice Tower Theater. They're having a new season of their episode or new season of their show come out. And uh, so this is a little sneak peek of the upcoming season. In the old country, giants rule and trade there, though I've never seen one this big. What was that? I'm not waiting to find out. Run to the stairs! We ran to the worn and old wooden stairs that wound up the throat and jaw of the hill. They creaked and cracked under the newfound weight of all of us. Looking behind, the storm clouds were descending and a grey-green mist was pouring out of the woods towards us. Virian grabbed the latch of the door, expecting it to be locked, and had a lockpick ready poised in his hand. When it swung open, he looked back at us, shocked. This? This can't be good. Quickly! Inside the door! Mirak and I shoved the door shut behind us. We expected the wave of mist and cloud to slam into it. But it never came. What the, uh, is this? Where are we? Slowly, Mirak and I looked at each other, eyes wide in disbelief. We had our hands on the door. I, I swear to you, we had our hands on the door. I felt it as we turned to stare down a barren and empty dirt road. The sky was overcast and the woods surrounding us seemed dark and menacing. In the far distance, we could see the towers of some citadel or castle perched on an outcropping like a large black bird. We turned back, and there was no mist, no howling wind of the storm, and there was no door. All right, and we're back. Uh, so this brings us closer to the end of the episode, um, and I want to mention that we uh, have a thing going on right now on Patreon. Well, first of all, I don't know if we've mentioned we have a Patreon. Right. So we're tying in the Cast Junkie, what used to be considered Cast Junkie's Patreon. We're going to be rebranding it here in a uh, month or two. Uh, but during the current situation, I thought um, it'd be good to have the transition and we're going to donate all the proceeds for, for this. Last month, which we barely got any notification. So what would you say of, like till mid-April or so? Yeah. And um, so through April, mm-hmm. and then in May, we'll roll on into the new Mental Break Patreon, or whatever it's going to be called. We haven't figured out those details yet. But right now, with everything happening in Ukraine, we're going to be donating all of our Patreon funds to a relief effort. 
to support Ukraine. Um, I believe we the one that we chose was uh, based around helping children mm-hmm. um, over in Ukraine that are having troubles with housing or that are injured or whatever. It goes to an do- uh, organization that is focused on helping Ukrainian children that are over there at that time. Um, can you look that up while I talk about the little side thing I did? Yeah. Um, so I wanted to kind of leverage each donation we got to our Patreon this month and give something back to you as well. So I found um, a online store that is printed this really cool uh, sticker. It's got a saint holding a uh, javelin, which is like a RPG that takes out tanks. It's a really cool sticker. Um, this person is donating 100% of their proceeds um, to the Help Us Help charity, which supports humanitarian and medical support in Ukraine. Um, so I bought 10 of these stickers, um, which I thought was going to be $10 each, but it turns out it was Canadian. So it ended up being $87. But I have 10 of these stickers, and anyone who backs at a certain tier on Patreon, we will mail out one of these stickers to you. So that money's already been donated to Help Us Help You charity. And then any proceeds we get at that tier, we will further donate to the charity that we're supporting. And you get a sticker. So it's like win-win all around. And it all goes to help out the people that are displaced by the horrible war in Ukraine. Were you able to find the charity that we chose? Yeah, care.org. Um, and it's the Ukrainian emergency funds. It's for families in Ukraine that are fleeing violence and urgently need medic- emergency aid. Uh, provides food, water, and more medical and other things as well. So yeah, uh, if you pick that specific tier, we'll donate that money to CARE and then you'll get a sticker and that sticker, 100% of that proceeds already benefited another organization. So you will double your charitable p- power. Just Right. So. so it's a $12 tier and the tier uh, specifically for the sticker is called Help Ukrainian Sticker Edition um, because I have another sticker pack edition right I now. I guess we would probably ask that anyone who backs that tier please be in the North American area. Yeah, that would be... That'd Ideal. be preferred, preferred, but uh, if not, that's fine too. We can we'll, we'll make it, it work. Um, getting back to the show's timeline, so uh, yeah, that would be patreon.com forward slash cast junkie c a s t j u n k i e. Um, and the question for next week, we are going to be asking. If you had to pick one piece of gear, just like we said, or like what is your favorite piece of home gym equipment? Right. So we talked about like for me, it'd be the kettlebells, my, my, the one I'd pick to go to the island, um, my one piece I would have. But if I was going to say my favorite, I might say my rower. So yeah. think about what you would like to use for your exercise and um, let us know. Yeah. So my favorite piece of equipment would still be my uh, bar. My I'm not surprised. Yeah. So... Um, that brings us to this, uh, episode's positive, positive affirmation, Tim. Are you ready for a positive affirmation? I'm ready. All right. As we discussed last episode, a positive affirmation is something you start your day with. Um, you say three times to keep it like front of mind and you can say it throughout the day to kind of give yourself just a mental focus for that day. And I'm stalling because I lost the page. (laughs) Here it is. Okay. So today's mental affirmation is a little bit longer. So bear with me. I'm going to say it three times. You can say it with you, me, wherever you are, or you can just listen. Up to you. I feed my spirit. I train my body. I focus my mind. It's my time. I feed my spirit. I train my body. I focus my mind. It's my time. 
I feed my body. Oops. I feed my spirit. I train my body. I focus my mind. It's my time. And the blooper's just for you. You're all. There you go. That's funny. That is funny. All right. Well, until next month when we drop a new episode, I hope you guys are all well. Hope you guys are taking your mental breaks. Definitely don't forget to take your mental breaks. Exactly. And don't forget you guys can find us on social media at Mental Break Cast. And uh, we will have a Discord channel set up by the time we have... Uh, this time we mean it. Yeah, yeah. You guys can always go over to uh, the Cast Junkie Discord. And I'm using the Health and Wellness channel right now. It's a subcategory that we have. Um, and so I've been doing a lot of discussion in there. And what's that phone number where they can leave us a voicemail day or night? Day or night. Mostly night, probably. Give me those, drop those 4 a.m. calls. Talk about, talk about coffee. Talk about what you'd like to work out with. That is 213-375-4795. So, until next time, guys. Hope you guys are well, and we will talk to you again soon. Bye.